0: Yeah, yeah, old school. That's what I'm talking about. Listen, this ain't for everybody. Some of y'all need to hear this. I know you're in the trenches fighting, but check it out. I'm going to put it down like this so I can help the saints understand. Everything you're going through, is all part of the master plan. Or what? You thought because you got saved, everything was going to be peaches and cream? You better wake up, son. Don't nothing come to a sleeper but a drink. Faith without words is dead. Read your Bible. You know what it says. He who don't work don't eat, Slackers don't get fed huh? Yeah, Jesus said he who puts his hands to the plow looks back the same ain't fit Some of y'all ain't been in the twitches five minutes and you about ready to quit I ain't mad at ya, I'm just hitting you with the real huh? If you died for me I was still tripping, now how you think that make you feel Check this out, deep game, this is deep huh? Some of y'all ain't sawin' nothing but your study trying to reach huh? But after him who's able to possess your father's by his glory Struggle might be part of your testimony, but it ain't the end of the story Upon it, proper prophesied way back in the day. Choir, sing your hook right here and see if the church can relate. I know we can relate. I reply to the tribe you you say why you but your shirt say what would Jesus do why you asking if he ain't trying to do what he's saying? Huh? He told you he was going to have tribulations, but you thought he was playing. Huh? One minute you tell her how good God is and can't nobody beat the talk. The next minute you're back fighting so fast, i like like you're moonwalking. Huh? Oh, yeah, i have it to myself because I ain't no better. It ain't like I've been following his every word, obeying it to the letter. But so we told you, we got to remember that. Regroup, stay on point. Hey, yeah, bow down, confess, repent, stay humble, let him anoint. Huh? It ain't easy as I thought it was. I'd be lying if I told you that. But it's showing up getting better all the time. Trust me, that's the fact. Never we going through that can't be handled got put that on His tub. Like they say, you can shout now if you want through. Cause the battle's already won So while you're going through the valley, don't even trip You're gonna be on top Quiet in the hook line one more again That's time you don't stop I know we can make
1: Lamont Patterson and, You know, as usual, boy, I'd like to give a minute to Big Boy Upstairs Because it's my my hope I mean, my wish And my thought You know, uh, and I hope it is your belief as well um, There's a lot of crazy, crazy ish going on out there in the world right there You know, you gotta believe in something So, you know, we might as well believe in Big Boy Upstairs gonna um, help us through these crazy times You know what I mean? So, Having said all that, welcome to the show, we got a great show lined up for you, you know, um, great, great music as always and uh, hopefully for our artists and our producers and our people out there hoping and seeking to get in this this wonderful, wonderful business we call it entertainment music business and tune in, listen up, you know, put your ears on this and take away, get your pencils out, you know, and Maybe you can learn something from somebody else's uh, journey and their experiences, and hopefully uh, you'll take away with something um, productive for the show. Today we have this dynamic singer-songwriter joining us. Uh, Let me see if she's with us. Emmanuel, are you with us?
2: Yes, hello. How are you?
1: Hello. How are you?
2: I'm fine. How are you doing? (laughs)
1: <laughs> I'm I'm good. You know, it's a blessing to be here another day. You know, every day is a, a.
2: Of course, I agree. Thank you for having me. I'm
1: very excited. Oh well, um, thank you for taking time out your busy career to join us. You know, um, you got a lot of stuff going on and a lot of things to talk to our audience about, and I'm sure people out there want to hear a little about you and what you got going on. Uh, so. You know we got a lot of, got a lot of questions uh, for Emmanuel, but I always like to start off with hearing from the artist. You know, um, let's start to show up by you. Uh, first of all, this is Emmanuel Assassin. I guess I am pronouncing your last name correct. I hope so. You're um, very she's, uh, close. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, I'm
3: sorry. I'm sorry.
1: No, it's okay. You're not
2: the first. You're you're okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, She's a, a multi-instrumentalist Singer, songwriter <clears throat> And uh, she's been doing this Ever since uh, uh, childhood And I guess that would probably be One of my first questions, Manuel You know, we always want to know um, Who is this artist? You know, what is she into? What is she like? How does she get started? You know, um, uh, having read your bio You know, You know, you talk about a lot of that stuff But uh, let's hear it from you. Who, who are you? Tell, tell our listeners yeah. about you.
2: Of course, yeah. So um, I'm 18 years old. Like you said, I'm a singer-songwriter. I'm also a musician. I picked up a guitar when I was five. Um, I begged my dad to you know, let me take guitar lessons, and he was very enthusiastic, and he said yes. And um, I took guitar lessons until I was uh, 12. And then when I turned 11 or 12, I taught myself bass. Uh, Drums, ukulele, um, piano, and yeah, I just immediately fell in love with it, and I wanted to continue doing it. And people always ask me like, "How did you start singing?" I don't have an answer for that. It was just always there. I just, when I was a kid, I was just always very loud, so (laughs) I guess that was that's an explanation. Um, And yeah, I just started playing instruments, and then at 14, I started songwriting. And you know, now that I'm 18, I. Finished two albums already, and yeah, I don't think I'll ever stop.
1: Oh wow! Did your um, your parents play?
2: Oh uh, no, actually <laughs> they don't. But um, my aunt used to be a singer, and my some of my uncles, some of my cousins, they play guitar. But um, I'm the only one in my family that writes songs.
1: So what made you decide on the instruments that you chose, or how did that happen?
2: Um, just like based on the a lot of music that I was listening to as a kid. Um, I didn't. I grew up on you know, I what was it was I was born in, in two thousand one, so obviously it wasn't you know like the Beatles or anything, but it was uh, you know Beyonce and Rihanna and Jason Mraz and Ed Sheeran all those artists and um, the person that really inspired me to learn guitar with Ed Sheeran. He's, I think, my number one inspiration. And I listened to his music, and um, I chose guitar. Um, and, yeah, haven't stopped.
1: Huh. That's very interesting. We've got a couple of your songs here um, queued up. You know, I definitely want to uh, have our listeners put their ear in some of your music, and then we're going to come back and tag it up with you a little bit more. Yeah. Um, so our listeners could really hear hear your stuff So they'll know a little bit about who you are And kind of feel you too
2: Yeah, awesome, thank you
1: Right, we got uh, smoke and mirrors queued up for you for my listeners So everyone, like I like to always say And you know what I say Let the windows down, turn the air conditioner up And put your ears on this Smoke and mirrors Don't cry What? Right, we're back with say Manuel. Manuel, tell us a little bit about that song.
2: Yeah, so um, I wrote that song when I was 16. I was going through a um, pretty rough time in, my, in this head of mine, and um, I learned a lot about the people around me, and um, I find that a lot of people, when they're struggling, they try to help. Obviously, you, you should always help other people, but sometimes, you know, you have to be there for yourself. So when you're always being there for other people constantly, it kind of, it's kind of draining. And um, that's how I felt at the time. And I felt like I, there was no, you know, there's no way that I can save your life if I can barely save mine. So that's what I was talking about. And I was just talking about, you know, my truth and what really goes on in my head. Um, I complicate things that are, um, too, like, already complicated, you know, things like that. And, yeah, that really helped me understand that I need to start being there for myself um, just as much as I'm there for other people.
1: Wow. That, that was a powerful thing you just said, too. You have to first save yourself in order to save somebody else. And people are so quick. Um, nowadays, to want to call somebody else selfish if they see you trying to do something for yourself. But in reality, if you can't do nothing for yourself, how can you do something for somebody else?
3: I agree. Yeah.
1: Wow, you know, and that's so simple, but people don't want to apply it to to other people. You know what I mean? But then when they, mm-hmm. they want to just do it their own way themselves. So Emmanuel, what do what do what do you like to do outside of your music?
2: Um, well, my family is uh, from Morocco and Israel, so food is very big in the house. Um, And then my family So I actually really like to cook Um, I cook all the time So when I'm not making music I am making food (laughs) (laughs) Ever since I was a kid I would watch my mom Like cook in the kitchen And yeah I actually really enjoy it Like I keep telling people Like if I wasn't a musician I would be a chef I would open a restaurant
1: Wow You know uh, I'm going to have to have my people Get in touch with your people Because we're actually working On a celebrity based cooking show Really That's awesome that's going to feature, you know, artists, you know, from um, various genres that actually know how to cook because, you know, most musicians that I know, even, you know, touring and traveling, you know, you get tired of fast food, man, sometimes you just want to, you know, put something together for yourself, you know? Mhm. So, you know, it's a lot of artists, you know, uh, actually like to cook, you know?
2: Yeah, to me, like, cooking is kind of like making a song in the strangest way possible, you know? You have to put all the right ingredients until you find something, until you make something that you like.
1: <laughs> so, you know, it's not something I could actually say that I really like to do. But once I put it in my mind to to do something, it, you're right. It's actually like, uh, it, it's it's a product. It's a project. You know, once you get involved in it, you just want it to be great. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you really go out of your way to make sure it's all that. You know. It's For sure. Yeah. So when you're doing your music, um, uh, I mean, is it pretty much stuff to do yourself, or do you have a band, or uh, are you playing all your music yourself? How does that work?
2: So um, I start off the song at at home, obviously. Um, I pick up a guitar or piano, I write the song, and then I go to my computer and I produce it all myself. Um, My instruments, you know, my uh, synthesizer, everything is all me and then I take it to the studio that I go to with the engineer that I've been working with since I first started recording music. He is amazing. Um, shout out to Paul. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, we've been working together, and he's my engineer, and he helps me bring all these songs to life. And um, sometimes I do call in a drummer to, you know, bring the song to life. And, uh, yeah, I, I've been, lately I've been trying to get a band together. Um, you know, I've been trying to find friends to help me. Um, gather a live band for live shows because, you know, right now I perform with a backing track and I feel like a live a live band would really um, change the game. But, yeah, all the songs are with, you know, my instruments and produced by me.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I understand what you mean about a live band. You just have just so much more, um, you know, control of the stage when you have a live band with you.
2: Yeah, of course. And I, it's always been my dream since I was a kid. You know, I've always wanted to start a band. And then I started solo, but maybe one day, you know, start a whole band. <laughs> maybe one day.
1: Uh, yeah, well, it's coming. It's not too far off, you know. Once you yeah. yes, once you once you speak it into existence, you know, it's just right around the corner. Of course, yeah. So if you could perform anywhere in the world, would it where, where would it be?
2: Uh, anywhere in the world, Tokyo. I love. Tokyo. I think it's a beautiful place. I love the people. I love the food, um, and I would definitely love to go there.
1: Uh, Do you speak the language?
2: Not at all. I'm just a fan of the city. (laughs) (laughs) And the food. I wish I did. (laughs) And the food, yes, and the food. I love sushi.
1: Uh, well, I'd say, look, that's not a bad thing, you know. I think I probably want to go there for the for the, for the the suits and for the technology or something like that, for the techie stuff. Yeah, of course.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I also think, you know, it's a beautiful city in general, the people, everything, so, yeah.
1: Mm. That is so, so very true. So um, while you're on stage doing your thing, what has been some of uh where did this one come from? <laughs> what has been? Uh, what are your most emb- some of your well? One of your most embarrassing times on stage. Oh,
2: <laughs> I have a lot. Um, to what am I thinking? Oh, I, I uh, last summer I went on tour with uh, Stephen Kellogg and Tyron Wells. Great people, by the way. Um, and yeah, and I and I was playing a show. I forgot where. I think it was somewhere in Virginia. And um, I was getting really into the song. I was singing my song, and I was getting really into it. And I was singing pretty close to the mic, and then my teeth hit the microphone, and the mic wobbled. <laughs> and I could keep singing, but I was in so much pain. Um, yeah, that <laughs> was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, I have many more, but that's just one.
1: Good <laughs> boy. Hey, listen, well, I'm sure some other artists out there have been through some worse day and stuff than that, you know. <laughs>
2: yeah, I mean, I've had, you know, like speakers cut out in the middle of shows. I've had my sister call me in the middle of a show because I use my phone for the track, so my sister would call me and it, the conversation went through the speakers. Like, I've had a lot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Not
1: a lot. yeah that, is, that is something. But, I, but I've but i also experienced, you know, the sound system getting cut off, you know. We even had... Um, yeah. You know, back in the old days, it was some vandalism like that. You know, if there was another group that was going on after you or something, you know, somehow your sound would mysteriously get unplugged.
2: Mhm. <laughs> yeah, I've experienced that a lot. I I performed in um, in Miami uh, last year, last January, almost a year ago, at uh, American Airlines Arena uh, at the Plaza outside, and I was it was a last song, and then for the last chorus of Smoke and Mirrors, the song you just played, um, my mic cut out. And everybody, like, everybody was laughing with me because I started laughing. I was like, well, I can't do anything now.
1: <laughs> so it happened. Yeah, it do. That's how you know that you've got, you've got great things in store for you and stuff like that kind of happens.
3: Yeah, for sure.
1: So if you could open up for anybody out there, who would it be?
2: If I could open for anyone, um, 21 Pilots. I love them. (laughs) They're like one of my favorite bands, Um, and I've seen them three times, Uh, and all most was twice front row, and it was a great experience. They put on such an incredible show. They're such nice people, and um, yeah, it would be honestly an honor to open for them.
1: Okay, well that's one. Give me another one.
2: Another one, Um, Halsey. also, another incredible artist, a big inspiration of mine. Um, Cabbage and the Bottlemen, an incredible band. Um, Bad Sons, also a really good band. Like I, I can go on. <laughs> I can go on.
1: Well, you know that helps. You know that helps our listeners get a get a little get a little insight. Um, if you could do any, I guess if you could do any collaborations with anyone out there, would it be you know the same people you just named?
2: Yeah, of course, Um, but I've also wanted to collaborate with um, producers, like producers that that, um, made big hits, like Benny Blanco or Alex Hope. Uh, Alex Hope actually produced one of my favorite records, Blue Neighborhood by Troy Savant, I think is a a beautiful record, and I would love to work there one day. So, yeah, Um, I'm also, spoiler, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but I will. For the upcoming album I'm actually working with a uh, hip-hop artist A rapper that I'm super excited about So I kind of go outside my genre a little bit sometimes, Which is very interesting for me
1: Oh, that's fantastic That's always good to know And I would always encourage any Any any, any artist to kind of like Step out of their conference zone You know what I mean? Because to me that's the mark of a true artist You know, and <laughs> You know what I mean? That's what it is You know, you're always striving You're always expanding you know your boundaries, you know.
2: Right, yeah. I do.
1: So so that's definitely a wonderful thing. And and I guess that's the advantage too. I mean, when you did uh when you work with different producers because these producers, you know, hear and see something different in you. Mhm. For you
2: sure. Know? Yeah.
1: Anything? Go on. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was going to let you finish. I'm sorry. I was
3: going
1: to let you finish. <laughs> no, you know, my comment was just that, you know, each each producer, you know, is like um can hear something different, you know, and they could elicit a different emotions or pull out something that you as an artist don't even know yourself and and uh, I've always encouraged artists, you know, to uh, work with different producers, and I've always personally kind of like shied away from artists that, you know, had a, a agreement um, with the producer that didn't allow them to work with anybody else. You know.
2: Yeah. I was gonna say the same thing. So you just Finish my sentence. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> well, they say like minds think alike, but we got another mm-hmm. song, y'all, uh, queued up here for Emmanuel. And I like the title of this, uh, Note to Self. And I think a lot of us people need to start making notes of their self, especially when they can't remember nothing. You know, But I like that title. So um, let the windows down, turn the air conditioner up, and put your ears on this. It's Emmanuel, Note to Self.
3: Why well, you gotta be way?
1: Tell us a little bit about that song. What was the motivation and the inspiration for that one?
2: Yeah, so uh, something that I struggle with on a day-to-day basis is uh, social anxiety. Ironically, I'm a musician and I play live shows, but um, social anxiety is something that I do struggle with. Um, and this is just, you know, if you listen to the lyrics of the song, obviously, like it talked about um, my... Struggle with, you know, one-on-one interactions, you know, what I think to myself. I overthink a lot. It's one of my many talents. <laughs> and, oh, um, oh,
1: hey, look, I'm I'm cursed with that same thing. What do you call that one when you overthink stuff?
2: What do you mean? What do I, like, it's just I just call it overthinking.
1: <laughs> oh, <laughs> or, 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 or. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking, because I do it all the time, too. I just want to know if there was a professional term for that disease.
2: Probably, I don't know what it's called, but I just say overthrow Okay,
1: <laughs> all right, um, yeah. we'll go with that this,
2: one. Yeah, but the song um, "Notes to Self" is just um, me criticizing uh, myself in my own head, because we are our we are our own uh, worst enemies. You know, everybody knows that. So um, yeah, it's this is this song is basically like the um, the highest form of self-deprecation, but it's also meant when people listen to it, I also want them to, like, feel that It's okay to feel what you're feeling and you're not alone. Um, I want them to find some sort of light within that dark topic. So, yeah.
1: Do you write most of your material? I mean, um, I mean, some people write in the shower. Or some people walk, walk around and write. Uh, how do you pull? I mean, where? what kind of space are you in? Right.
2: um very strange
1: places i mean like
2: <laughs> i've written a song while, I, like i had a song idea when i was washing my hands um when i was walking my dog um sometimes like i i'm just like with friends and i tell everybody wait shut up shut up i have an idea <laughs> it happens pretty much everywhere um and yeah most of the time it happens in my room you know where i actually sit myself down and write a song and other times it just happens when i'm in the kitchen or whatever it's just yeah anytime anywhere
1: how, uh, how important, I know you're, you're a young lady and I know, I guess during my area it wasn't a whole bunch of thing in terms of social networking and stuff, but how important do you feel like uh, social networking is uh, in your career?
2: I think it's extremely important. Um, I don't think that, I mean, yes, you can have a successful career without social media, but to start you definitely need social media because everybody's on it. Um it's a great way to to network um social media is like a blessing and a curse i I think but um you have to have it if you wanna you know start a career
1: and how often do you practice do you practice every day
2: um yeah, I try to uh yesterday I was playing guitar for like three hours, and my fingers still burn <laughs> um yeah and i I make songs every day I practice. Um, almost every day, I do work, so it's it's it's. Uh, I've been trying to find the balance between work and and music. Um, but yeah, most of the time, I practice almost every day.
1: Listen, Emmanuel, I read something about uh, um, you were diagnosed with uh, a, a scoliosis at a younger age, and um, how, I know that was. I guess that could be debilitating, but how did you turn that into a positive?
2: Um, well, I think that everything that experience obviously molds you into the person that you are today. Um, and I was 13 when I was diagnosed with scoliosis, and um, right now today, it's not really a. It does. I don't let it affect me anymore because you know, I, you know, thank God it's done. You know, I'm a lot better now. It's been like five years, but um, back then it was really hard because it was a lot of emotional, physical pain. I was in, um, I was in the hospital for a week, and I was, and I was home. Uh, for a month, I missed a lot of school, and it was a hard transition to get back from, um, from going, you know, staying in the hospital, being at home for a month, and going back to school. And, uh, but I do take it as a positive because during that time, I had a lot of free time, obviously, to myself, and I listened to a lot of music. And um, th- that experience turned into the, the first song that I ever wrote called Cage, um, which is also my album, so mm-hmm. Mirrors. And that was the first time I ever wrote, and it is about that experience and what I was feeling, and I felt like I was trapped because I had nobody to talk to at the time. You know, obviously I had visitors, but, yeah, that that turned into a song. So I, I see it as a positive because um, I turned something right. into art.
1: Yeah, I just wanted to kind of mention that, too, because, you know, it's important for our listeners to understand that, you know, um, no matter what you're going through, you know, there is another side to this and you can't, you know, overcome whatever difficulties that may be presented, you know, just sometimes you have to just dig down deep, you know, and, you know, bring it to the surface and channel that energy, you know, like you did into something, you know, positive, you know.
2: hmm for sure.
1: Definitely want to get that out. So where do you see yourself going? I mean, let's talk about um, – I know you mentioned you had another uh, another album coming out shortly. You may not want to talk about that, but what do you see yourself doing in the next three to five years?
2: Well, I'd love to talk about the new album if you want me to <laughs> okay, okay we we'll go' well, go for it then.
1: <laughs> I don't mind well, well, go for it. You said it tell us about it
2: yeah um so i I will not spoil names or anything, but I will tell you topics and whatever you you want to know um. The album has uh, a lot of tracks. I will not give a number, but it is a lot, way more than the first. And um, there is a collaboration on the album. Um, I think it's my favorite thing I've ever done. I think I've grown a lot uh, as a songwriter. Also sonically, very different sonically. Um, Definitely more on the indie side. And um, it's something that I'm super, super proud of. I'm super, super excited about. There's music videos. There's uh, brand-new artworks. There's everything. So, yeah. Um, that's a little scoop for the new album, and in three to five years, probably living not in Florida, <laughs> and uh, hopefully with a with with a lot of dogs and a house.
1: <laughs> What's wrong with Florida? You don't like Florida. I love
2: Florida. Don't get me wrong, I love Florida,
1: but you know, I
2: I was born in New York, and then I I moved here when I was five, and I um grew, I've been growing up here, but. The this, this particular city that I live in, it's it's not very interesting. Um, it's not very fun. Uh, so probably if I lived in Miami or Fort Lauderdale, I would enjoy it. But um, I, I want to move to Nashville or Los Angeles or New York or somewhere big because um, I feel like I would enjoy it more because I'm a city person.
1: Right, right. And the names, the names that you mentioned, you know, they kind of like popping on the music side too.
2: Yeah, for sure.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, we got another song queued up for you, so this one is called "Mindful." So tell us what that one's about.
2: That one is an interesting one. Um, I, a couple of years ago, I invited one of my close friends over, and she's a po- she's a poet, and I asked her like, because she struggles with um, anxiety, so I asked her, hey, what do you? what do you feel like when you go through it when you, you, when you have a panic attack or when you have this episode? And then she, she told me what she was feeling, and at the same time, while she was telling me, I was writing down the lyrics to the song, and um, it became now what it is. So the song is about um, anxiety and uh, what it feels like to have anxiety. It's kind of, I feel like the whole song is basically like a panic attack in about four minutes. Um, yeah, so that's what the song's
1: about. Wow, at least you're talking about some fantastic subjects, boy, because a lot of things that you're speaking, a lot of people are dealing with right about now, too.
3: Yeah, of I course, my I do what I do.
1: I old, hey, yeah, I hope my brother's listening to the show, too, because he was telling me this morning that he was having one. Oh. <laughs> <Aww>. All right. <laughs> yeah, but I know you got some mental issues, though, so I hope you he didn't hear that either. Um this is Mindful everybody <laughs> uh, This is Emmanuel And um, let the windows down Turn the air conditioner, up And put your ears on this Hello
3: <laughs> We're back <I> <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah Ooh. We're back We're back and, and, and we hope that relieves Somebody's anxiety out there somewhere <laughs> I hope so <laughs>
2: Seems a little too intense for that But I hope so
1: <laughs> So all your songs are written from your personal experiences.
2: Yes, sir. They are.
1: And, well, you've been through a couple of things, I must admit, because you're still a baby out there.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. It's it's mostly just you know things that go on in my head. If I think I feel like I have to get it out there, or else it's gonna drive me crazy. Um so yeah if, if I'm feeling something i'm I might not even write a song I might just write it down on my phone and then I'll make it make it a song later or save it for later um but yeah, I have to get it out so all all the songs are personal experiences
1: uh what would be one of, what would be some of the most important things you would tell some other uh young artist is trying to do what you're doing
2: um I strongly Live by the statement. Anything is possible if you put your mind to it, because it's true. And I know a lot of people say it, but it is true. Um, I didn't think I could write songs at all until someone sat me down and told me, you have 10 minutes to write a song to do it. And I needed that little push. I needed that nudge. And, then, you know, now I'm two albums in. So, um, so I would tell any artist, you know, just keep going. It, it's not going to happen overnight. It's not going to happen Yesterday, tomorrow, it's, it's going to take some time, but don't give up because you're going to get
1: somewhere. So <laughs> you, told, you were told you had 10 minutes to write a song?
2: Yeah, I had a, I had a vocal coach when I was 14. She was great. Um, and she read my poetry because she's like, do you write things? And I said, uh, I write poetry. That's how I started. She read my poetry, and she's like, turn one into a song. You have 10 minutes. So I sat in front of the piano. I... Um, turned it into a song in 10 minutes. And I think the pressure kind of, something in my brain just clicked. And ever since that day, I've been writing, and I haven't stopped. So that's what I needed.
1: Yeah. Did I ask you, I'm not sure if I asked you before, um, what do you have? Do you have any shows, any tours lined up?
2: Currently, I'm working on some. Um, I might actually perform at South by Southwest in Austin. I'm working on some shows there. Um, right now I'm mostly focusing on finishing up, uh, the album.
1: Wow. That's okay. I know that's very exciting. You got, are you doing the videos and all that stuff on the new album?
2: Yeah. I've filmed a video for a new single
1: that will come out very soon.
2: Um, I filmed it in October with a good friend of mine. He's an incredible uh, videographer. He's super talented. I filmed that, and um, I've been filming behind the scenes in the studio. I have some footage from the studio that people can see what actually goes on in there, how I make the song. Um, I'm super excited about that. Yeah, I've been filming a lot. I've been doing a lot of things.
1: And since you've been in this business, what do you find more exciting about it? What do you find enjoyable about it? What do you like about it? You know, some of the good, some of the good points and some of the aggravating points about
2: it. Yeah, um, I think the most aggravating thing is um, writer's block. And when people are, you know, like saying, hey, when do you release the music? I'm like, I don't have anything ready yet. <laughs> I think it's just the constant pressure of, you know, releasing new things and getting new things out there. Is, I wouldn't say it's aggravating because I like doing it. It's just like, it's just a lot of pressure. Um, but one thing I do love about this industry is meeting new artists And um, like I said many times, you know, collaborating with them because I like meeting like-minded people and people with similar vision or even people with a different vision who still make music. I want to know about them. I want to listen to their music. I want to see what they're all about because you can learn a lot from other people. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. I know it's a little bit, they say, I know, well, I heard from other female artists, they find out, you know, it's a little bit difficult working in the industry that I guess predominantly dominated by men, you know, I guess there's a lot of knucklehead producers out there as well, so I know, uh, can you speak, I don't know if you had any of those challenges in studio with knucklehead producers and stuff, have you had any of those challenges yet? Uh no.
2: I'm lucky to have not had that yet. I'm very lucky to have found an engineer and a producer that I you know, that I'm very connected to, you know, and we're we're friends, so he's he's really cool, he understands me. Um and we haven't had any issues. I hope I never have
1: those issues. That would suck. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know. Have you any uh, any 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 thought about uh taking your music into, you know, T V and film?
2: Of course, yeah. I've always wanted to do it,
1: um, for sure.
2: Every time, like, sometimes I'm watching TV and I, like, Shazam a good song in the commercial, I'm like, hell yeah, I'm going to listen to this later. (laughs) I've always wanted to do that.
1: How about uh, any acting for yourself?
2: Acting, like me acting?
1: Yeah. I mean, because, uh, you know, well, you know, it's a natural synergy. You know, every, just about everybody that does music end up in front of a camera at one time or another And and most of the actors now They always want to dabble in the music business So, just a question
2: Maybe, maybe um, I I don't know, that's a great question And when I was a kid, I, I was in musical theater a lot for many years um, I didn't really enjoy it, but I, I did appreciate the art of acting um, I would like to direct a movie or a TV show That would be awesome, that I would like to do
1: yeah, well, I kind of thought about it when I listened to some of your music, you know what I mean? Because it's kind of like some of the subject matter is kind of heartfelt. And, you know, I'm always thinking about different scenes where you hear, you know, different music in the background. Um, and I know you probably haven't crossed your mind yet, but you never see a movie or a TV show or a commercial without some music.
2: That is true, yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I, I kind of see what you're saying about, you know, how my music is is...
1: You can kind of see it in a movie.
2: Um, I actually try to do that with my music videos, with the, especially the new ones that are that I hope to come out. Um, I want to kind of make it like mini movies. Um, so, yeah, like a short film almost.
1: Right. And that's a great thought to have, too, going in, because um, I know you've seen some other videos out there. You know, you listen to the lyrics, and you look at the video, and, and you kind of get lost, you know, like, what story are they really trying to tell, you know what I mean? You get kind of of lost.
2: Yeah, for some songs, yeah, sometimes the video is completely different than what the song is about, which can be cool and confusing at the same time, but whatever the artist (laughs) wants to do.
1: (laughs) Well, I just know, you know, today's public, you know, is kind of, I don't know, They got too many choices. They got too many things. It's almost like going into a shoe store to get a pair of shoes. You know, you pretty much know what you want when you go in there. But then you start looking at a thousand shoes, and then you say, Oh, I like those. And they say, Oh, I like those too. And then about five or six pairs down the road, you say, I like those too. And you end end up walking out not getting any shoes. (laughs)
2: Yeah. (laughs) Except I. I go in not knowing what I want at all. I just go in because I need shoes, and then I walk out with nothing because I don't like any of them. <laughs> that's <true.
1: laughs> okay, that's <big. laughs> Okay, that's different. <laughs> that,
2: yeah, it's, it's different. That's,
1: <laughs> <laughs> yep. Well, I know I know. for me it's better if I don't have too many choices because I, I like that, and if I can't get all of them, I walk out. I don't know which ones I want, and I end up walking out, you know. So sometimes, sometimes yeah. music, sometimes music is the same way, you know. Sometimes mm-hmm. you, know, you, you put too many different choices in a person's mind, and, and you end up confusing them.
2: Yeah, I I feel that I I can't make a decision to save my life, so I totally
1: understand. <laughs> you know, you, well, it seems like you've been pretty making pretty good uh, decisions with your music. You know, the stuff sounds great. Thank
2: you. Yeah. No. I mean, I'm just a very indecisive person. Like, I will, I will, I'll be committed to something, and then I'll start asking for other people's opinions, and then their opinions will like kind of make me change my mind, not in a bad way. And then I'll start debating with myself, and then I'll go back to my original opinion. It's it's a lot. <laughs> it takes me a while.
1: <laughs> yeah, it would seem like that's a big process too, because it depending on who you ask in their opinion, though, because some people's opinion is way to the left and. Um, they don't really get it. You know what I mean? It, you know they don't really get it. You know a musician can't ask a painter for an opinion on on music industry stuff. If that makes yep. sense. Yeah, that right
2: makes a lot of sense. I agree.
1: Because back in the day, when I was doing management stuff, you know, I would sit up and talk to an artist and explain stuff to him and then they'll go talk to their next-door neighbor that works at the gas station doing oil changes and get his opinion. And then they'll come back to me and tell me what somebody else said. And, you know, I, I get kind of offended because I've been doing this almost forever, you know what I'm saying? But you're going to go <laughs> yes. ask the guy to change oil his opinion, you know.
3: Yeah, no, I I get it. (laughs) You know,
1: not to say he can't have one, you know, but not on this, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean?
2: I
3: I
1: would never give an opinion on something that I have no knowledge of, you
2: know. Of course, yeah.
1: You know, uh, outside outside of saying I don't know nothing about this, you know. Mm -hmm. um, It's funny that happens, you know, but people do it all the time. Yeah. So tell our listeners, Emmanuel, where they can go get you, where they can contact you, where they can pick up your music.
2: So my music is available on Spotify, iTunes, Apple Music, Amazon Music, literally everywhere. Um, you can follow me on Instagram at Emmanuel.musician. Um, and my Twitter is at EM, my last name's the phone. So you can go follow me there stream my music. Yeah, that's where you can find me.
1: So what um when do you think your your new album be ready?
2: That is a fantastic question that I don't even know how to answer myself. Um, it's a long process. Hopefully soon. Hopefully soon. I'm shooting for August, but we'll see. We'll see. We'll see where this goes. But I, I will be releasing a song very soon, that's for sure.
1: Well definitely. We'd let us know, you know, when you get ready to release something and come back through and holler at us and Give us a chance to play something off your new album first, greatly appreciate it,
2: of course, thank you so much. I really appreciate you know this was a, I really enjoyed my time here
1: and definitely if um you get out on you know the west coast, you know come through and check us out. you know you'd like to come out to your shows and support,
2: yeah, definitely, thank you.
1: And for our listeners that uh, actually join the show a little bit later, you know, the show will be available in its entirety in a few minutes. So we don't want you to feel like you missed anything because you can catch every, 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 everything and find out about this uh, dynamic young lady's um, journey in this crazy industry that we love so much. I quit every day, but then I start right back the next day. I love that. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> That's I a great mean, way to think of you know, it. What, oh yeah, I mean when you get you know when you get bit, you know what can you do? I mean like, like I quit every day, but I start back the next morning, you know. Yeah, you go to bed, I'm you're like I quit,
2: man. and then the next morning you're like I'm back. <laughs> you Yeah.
1: <don't laughs> <mind. laughs> Yeah, I'm back, you know. After twelve oh one, you know, you're back on the grind again. You're like, well, what can I do? But you know, that's funny, though, creative people, man, I, I don't know I don't know if this is a a a blessing or a curse too, because I, I just don't know how to turn it off, Emmanuel. I'm always thinking about something. How to do something.
2: Mhm. Well, you just gotta, you know, write it down if you have a good idea. And then make it happen. That's the best way to do
1: it. But they're all good ideas.
2: So make it all happen.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I know that's the problem. That's where the anxiety comes in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay.
2: Maybe don't take my advice.
1: But <laughs> yeah, see, 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 see. Now, see, that's where the anxiety comes in, you know, because they're all good ideas, you know. <laughs> okay. One
2: day at a time, man, one day at a time.
1: We started trying to figure out, you know, how we go going to pull it off. Okay, yeah, I could do this, and then I could do that, and then I know that will work if I do this, you know. Oh, my
2: and God, it's yeah, amazing.
1: for sure. It's amazing. I love it. I love it. But, again, I thank you so very much for joining us, and uh, we're going to continue to play your, your music and um, definitely stay in touch with us, and we're going to try to stay in touch with you. And um, much love and respect on your journey.
2: Thank you. I really appreciate it. Thank you for taking the time. I had a great time. I love talking to you. Thank
1: you. Oh, thank you, too. It's Miss Emanuel's son lately. Stay tuned. Check her out. Support. Follow. All right.
3: One, two.